Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Jayco Korowski here. Got the Polish rifle Scott Wesniewski uh, on location and are traveling to parts unknown. And uh, welcome back, everybody, and a lot going on. Uh, you guys go to Bucky's fifth quarter, of course. We're talking uh, Wisconsin recruiting, two new commits in the past couple days, but uh, we'll touch on that on that with Bucky's fifth podcast. Scotty, we're going to talk about today, kick it off. It is Milwaukee Brewers talk. It is uh, after the Cubs lost to the Cardinals last night. Brewers still maintain a half-game lead in the NL Central, tied for the best record in the National League. Uh, but with after a, a, a great series win against the Cubs, uh, early in the week, they and after a strong start with a big performance against the Phillies, where they got nine, uh, eight runs off of Jake Arrieta, uh, kind of flounder the last two, and especially on Sunday, they had opportunities to overtake it, or you know, you score nine runs, uh, you should be able to win a game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially when you're facing Aaron Nola and you score nine runs against one of the better young pitchers in the National League. You, you got to find a way to win that game. Somehow, some way, uh, you have to find a way to win a game. And it's funny because as I'm watching that game live, there was a play where it was the Franco home run, the two-run home run that gave them, I think, a 6-4 lead at the time. And there was a, a pop-up near the dugout, and Manny Pena made a slide, and he slid into the dugout, and he just missed it by an inch, missed catching that ball. And I looked over, and I said, he, this, he's hitting one deep next pitch. And I think it was two pitches later, home run. It's like one of those things that you just know. Like, if you make that play, it's funny how that whole one sequence can change the whole game, right? But it did right there. So, um, but, yeah, it was a terrible performance in the heat. And, I, and I'll say this real quick about Aaron Nola. I like him. I think he's great. But man, I don't, if I don't have to sit through one of his games ever again, I'm fine with it. Well, man, you talk about deliberate and slow. The pace of play yesterday was just brutal. What was it four hours, two minutes? I think it was. I was listening on the radio. I think they said four, yeah. four hours, two minutes for a nine-inning yeah, game. It's no wonder that both pitchers got gaffed and, and ran out of juice and, and couldn't make it through the fifth inning, respectively, even one of them. I mean, Nola did himself no favors. Just, like you said, dinking around, dinking around, uh, making batters and umpires have to call timeout throwing over to the bases way too much. And he's sitting in the sun and it's pounding on him. No wonder he stunk yesterday. Like, I think he was his own worst enemy. And maybe that's the sign of a young, a young pitcher has to learn, hey, it's hot out. I better pick up the pace. I don't want to be standing in the sweltering heat. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough one to, to sit through. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're still in first. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was having a conversation yesterday, and people were like, well, I don't understand. They have the best record in the National League, but why do we, they were talking collectively about a group, why do we feel like this is such a tenuous lead? And I go, because we've seen this before. Last year they had a six-game lead going into July, late June, um, and we've, we've seen it before. So maybe people are snake-bitten. Maybe people are just concerned that, you know, hey, we've seen things like this happen. Maybe people look at the Cubs and go, hey, they're still better. Roster wise, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. They are, and you know that. Um, and they're going to probably make a move to get better. So now you, you switch gears and you talk about the Brewers. Will they make a move? Um, and there's some things out there. Now I, I I read the whole, you know, the Grom stuff. I'm sure you did too. 
it would be it would take quite a haul to get him. I don't think the Brewers need to completely gut their farm system. I think they could get a J.A. Happ or a Cole Hamels for cheaper, for less, for less of a haul. Yes, those guys aren't Jacob DeGrom, but they're veterans, uh, especially in the case of Hamels, who, who have been in, in postseason games before. Um, maybe that's a better move, but they certainly should do something. Um, because, yeah, we don't know when Jimmy Nelson's coming back. Davies, we don't know if he's coming back. And you'll eventually start to see somewhere, you know, you could use, you know, their fifth guy right now is Peralta. They're bringing him up the pitch tomorrow. They could certainly use a improvement at that slot. And I, I'd like to see him do it. But again, I don't know if the ground, I mean, you, you'd be giving up a lot for a rental player. Right. And it makes me wonder too, where, you know, forgive me, I should know this, but Jimmy Nelson, what, what's that? He, I know that he had a little bit of a plateau with his, you know, rehab, and he's he's still th- he's still like just tossing the ball around, right? Like there's yeah, no... yeah, yeah. And they think he'll pitch this year, but they've they've they went from being uber excited to well, we're not going to put a date on it. Yeah, you know, so it's pretty open ended. And as far as like I said, I'm more concerned too with the overall uh, Kyle Davies uh, injury um, because or Zach I just, Davies, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, I just I feel like I wanted to call him Kyle Loesch for some reason. It reminded me a lot of Kyle Loesch when Loesch was pitching well. Forget about the that last year in Milwaukee when he was miserable. But um, yeah, it was Zach Davies. I I think that's a bigger injury than than they're letting on. Um, the fact that he um, is feeling pain where he's feeling it. I again, it's an issue, and I don't think they have the guy in the minors yet that that's the next ace in waiting, and it. So really, when you think about it, it, it would be a, I'd have a different outlook if I thought they had some pitching ready to come up that could be a two or three starter and contribute down the road. I don't feel like that guy is ready to come up yet. So they're going to have to make a move if you're going to want to keep pace. If you look at the East, Atlanta playing well, the Braves are playing well, the Phillies are playing well. So if the Brewers don't win this division, they're going to have a lot of competition for the wild card too, and they have to keep up with the Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, let me take a look at Cole Hamill's stats real quick. I know this isn't great uh, podcasting, but you know, you take a look at him. I know with the Rangers having the really you know, not the best record, obviously, right now uh, in in you know uh, in the National League or a, the AL West, uh, three and six this year. Uh, 3.69 ERA through 14 not games. Not terrible. Yeah, not, not terrible. Uh, whip, the walks and hits innings pitched uh, is 1.254, uh, yep. which is which is up from its career average of 1.167, but uh, 85 strikeouts and 85.1 uh, innings uh, as you go through the wind tunnel. Uh, but it is a you know. It would be interesting to see what what would it take to get him. Uh, at first, I was really lukewarm about it, to be honest with you, uh, just because uh, just the way things were rolling. I mean, but you know, acquiring a, a pitcher like that uh, could be. I mean, obviously, they. I think they. You know, it goes back to what I told you before on Twitter when someone when uh, Dan Needles from WISN 12 asked for, and Brian D. I think from ESPN they had mentioned it. Like, what's the, who are your MVP you know MVP candidates for pitching and, and for you know position player? And I said, you know, Yelich, and then someone yet to be determined for the pitching staff. And I it, maybe it is Hamels. Maybe I mean if you get I mean Degrom, that's going to be a huge haul. Uh, and he's 
got uh, two to three years worth of arbitration, if I'm not mistaken. So you have those guys with the arbitration there, man. I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to trade the farm like that. I, I'm skeptical about it. Right, right. And so am I. And it's the whole thing about Hamels, too. I understand it. On the surface, people get lukewarm about it. And then you look at his numbers, and there really is something to be said about a guy who has been in the fight before, a guy who has been in big games that matter. Um, I mean, that's why a lot of people, you know, were talking about early in the season, um, in the off season, I should say, early in spring, like, hey, how come John Lackey hasn't been signed yet? Because here's another guy who's got some experience. But, you know, Jay Happ's another guy. You look at his numbers, they're pretty solid. I mean, those are guys that would be improvements, and they would make this team deep. If you wanted to move, say, someone like Suter at that point into the bullpen, you could. Maybe you still need him because you never know there's other injuries that could pop up. I mean, you can never have enough quality starting pitching, especially when you're in a penalty. Right, right. And, I mean, the bullpen's been good. Obviously, they gave up four runs yesterday, and – you know, Chase Anderson has not been himself. Uh, I mean, he had that one really good start, uh, the second to last start, before, or the start before last, uh, Sundays, uh, where he pushed, pitched really well. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you've gotten a lot of a uh, lot out of Yolish uh, Chassin, and you got out, uh, I mean, you've Brent Suter, I know his ERA is high uh, in, like, with a 4.3-something, but he has, you know, he's been good with his spot starts. He He's being utilized as best as he can as a spot five starter or just coming in or maybe, I don't know, maybe a number four starter right now that he's had to be, um, even like, uh, do you know that, do you know that he's third in the NL and wins too, which is, just, <laughs> it, it's funny because it just shows you how unimportant the wins cat wins and losses are anymore. The way the game is structured with the bullpens and, and whatnot, but yeah, he's third in the national league and wins. Can so. I just say though, that I laugh my, I laugh my dupa off the entire time watching that the the mini bullpen car event by the way like i was in tears watching it just he did such a great impersonation and then seeing jim carrey on social media uh praise him for that impersonation i mean that's that's phenomenal so uh sure don't don't don't, a couple other moves to not to just keep on your radar i'm not don't rule out them adding to the bullpen i know the bullpen's been good but you can certainly upgrade from boone logan you can certainly upgrade from from Taylor Williams, you know, right? So, you know, that could be a move they make instead of figuring they can't get that top line starter. Maybe they look at it and go, hey, maybe we can just make the you know, five five inning starts and we have such you know a stockpile of bullpen arms because Glenn Logan's been terrible. Yeah, there's, there's really no no doubt about that. Yeah, so, uh, he needs to get the. I mean, he, he's, if he's supposed to be a situational lefty like they're talking about now, Council did say he should be doing more than they don't want. It sounds like he has. Uh, even you know, it sounds like console does not want necessarily a positioned bullpen, if you will. You know, like a setup. I mean, obviously you have a a save guy in, in Knable, uh, who's the guy, you know, pretty much the guy. But you've had Hader, you've had Jeffress come in here and there uh, that can shut things down too. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, he mentioned that you know they he has to get those guys out. Uh, and, yeah. and that's, that's, you know, that's the bottom line. Yeah. He, he has to get lefties out. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah he he's has been to. terrible at that, but, but here's some other things that have been rumored and these are just really small rumors. They're on the back burner. They're not even simmering yet, but, uh, Miami is going to probably entertain offers for Jacob Riomuto, who is a fantastic catcher. He's hitting 308, I think at, at the time of this 
taping here. I like what Manny Pena has done, but I mean, heck, wouldn't you rather have Real Muto over Eric Kraft? Like, who, who, by the way, has had a great eight games for the Brewers, but let's be honest, he's not a 440 hitter, right? Um, and then the other guy, if you stick with Miami, that, that, that they've talked about making a trade for, is uh, perhaps uh, Sterling Castro, who would then solve any second base issues you think you might have. Though VR has been better, Sterling Castro is a phenomenal talent there. I also think you should keep your eye. He's in the minors now. He was part of the, the Troy trade. But Brad Miller, the guy that he's just a year and a half removed from hitting 30 home runs at shortstop. He's a lifetime 250 hitter. You're looking for pop. Sogard's not going to give you the pop if you're trying to give RC a day off or sit him until he gets through his slump. But Brad Miller could give you that. So it's probably just a matter of time before we see Brad Miller on the Brewers. And I, I just, I, again, I. I know he had he was on base twice on Saturday, but man, do I not like seeing Eric Sogard uh, as an option late in the game. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's unfortunate he's gone through the struggles. He had a, obviously that hot start, and uh, you know David Stearns has a you know he has an eye for talent. He makes you wonder what he can you know if, once I get Matt Miller up here uh, to the majors and see what he can do with the Brewers. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, but I thought it was a shrewd pickup. Uh, obviously you give up G-Man Choi, but you know, you have to give up some talent there. And he hit 30 you know home runs two years ago. Yeah, somebody has to help me understand what, where all this G-Mon Choi love came from. Because, man, everybody's freak, we're freaking out that they traded a guy who would veritably be the third or fourth string first baseman on the team if you consider Braun as a first baseman. A guy who can play shortstop, second base, third base, and first that can help you in a position of need. First base isn't a position of need for this team. Um, you've got Aguiar, you got Thames, you got Braun. Give me a break. That's what you're supposed to do. When you have extra assets, you're supposed to deal them. You need. So I just, I, I'm kind of beside myself with all the outpouring and this outcry for a guy who was hitting 240 and limited at bat. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's a likable guy. I get it. Okay, fine. He's likable. Likable doesn't win you pennants. No, no, I agree. I'm not saying. Like, I mean, yeah, they they need to add. I mean, they're they're division contending right now. You know, so they'll contend. But like you said, the Cubs, that talent at some point is going to take over even further. Uh, and depending on when mm-hmm. Darvish comes back and whatnot, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time. And, and, and despite you know. We'll see how they do, but they, yeah, there there are some holes with the Brewers where, like you said, uh, you know, another starting pitcher, uh, depth, you know, some pop or, or just some offensive productivity up the middle. And, and even though catcher. the Cubs have a better staff, they're gonna make a move. They will upgrade. They will find somebody. If it's half of a Tamil, God bless if it's the Grom, because then this division's over. But they'll find a way to get a guy that's better than whoever their fourth or fifth starter is. And then they'll take that fifth starter and put them in the bullpen because they want to improve their staff for the pennant race. They've got World Series on their mind to come. You know, the Brewers are looking to win a division. Quite frankly, they should just be looking to get into the playoffs. Like, winning the division would be nice. But the Cubs, they, they are not satisfied if they're not in an NLCS or at the, at the very least, and then most likely in a World Series. So they're going to keep trying to get better. And, you know, again, I, I agree with the not throwing the whole farm away, but I'm just going to say this, and you people can rub it in my face that Sonny Gray sucks this year, but Sonny Gray won five more games in the second half of the season than the Brewers' fifth starter did last year. 
How many games did the Brewers miss the playoffs by? Yeah, one. One, right. So you can say all you want that Gray stinks this year, but he would have gotten them into the postseason last year, and there's no disputing that. Yeah, I mean, and uh, just to wrap it up, too, starting off with this series, uh, they have a three-game set right now against the, at Pittsburgh against Pirates. They come back home. Uh, more NL Central a- action against the Cardinals, uh, who – Lost two out of three to the Cubs this past weekend. Uh, sit at 37 and 32, and uh, you know, still, I mean, NL Central is is popping right now, and it's pitcher, right. pit, yeah. Pittsburgh's no slouch right now. They're they're only a one game under 500, uh, only three and a half back in the wild card, even though it's way and, too. And we're forgetting about, about yeah, and we're forgetting about the Cardinals. We talked about the three teams in the East. We talked about the Cubs. Cardinals still have enough pitching. By the way, Pittsburgh, I, I want your prediction. I'm setting one and a half as the over-under for rain delays. Pittsburgh is the rainiest city in Major League Baseball. One and They're gonna a half. Be a, wow. Yeah, I'm going to say you pick over-under for rain delays. They might, they're, they're, I'm hearing they're going to get some rain in the area tomorrow, which could be a rain delay. So then that means that, you know, I'm going to go with the over on, on one and a half. It'll be interesting to see. And uh, just looking at some other standings real quick, uh, before we switch topics, before we uh, take it home here, AL East, man, uh, Yankees, Boston, rest of the division is blah. Like, just taking a look at and seeing just Tampa's five and Toronto are both five games under and 15 games back. Baltimore, hey, hey, there's, 30 games there's under the trade. There, there's the trade. How about you trade Baltimore for Zach Britton? What do they need a closer for? They're, they're the worst team in baseball. Yep. You, you might not have to give up as much as you would if they were actually contending and needed their closer. You can put Zach Britton in that seventh or eighth inning role if you don't want to put him in as the closer. It just enhances the bullpen. Again, something to consider because Zach Britton will not be an Oriole at the end of the year. I guarantee you that. Where he winds up, I don't know, but he won't be an Oriole. Yep, so it'll be very uh, interesting to watch going forward, obviously. And the Brewers only have one day off from now until – the All-Star break. So uh, that comes next Monday after the Cardinals series, and then they play uh, a couple weeks straight until the All-Star break. So uh, something to watch there before they get a, uh, a bit of a reprieve uh, from those that uh, won't participate in the All-Star game. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, switching to it, let's talk real quick. Before I take it home here on the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza, Polish Rifle Scott Wisniewski, Jake Okorowski here. Uh, let's ask real quick, uh, is it raining by you, by the way? I'm hearing some static back there. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's been stormy all. Yeah, it's been pretty stormy. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I can hear it in the background over there. Uh, the With the Packers, man, uh, you know, OTAs, minicamp. Uh, I know talk's been centered, you know, haha, Clinton Dix talked about, you know, death of a, a godparent, right? And then, you know, obviously everyone has the hanging over his head, the head of, the, of which is Aaron Rodgers' contract situation, and whether or not he'll sign, uh, sign or when he'll sign. Uh, I mean, uh, but I mean, to me, I mean, those those two are. I mean, I'm not necessarily worried about Rodgers' contract. I'm not worried about uh, Clinton Dix. Uh, but you know, I'm more intrigued by what's going to happen with the defense, more with Mike Patton and taking over. Well, he definitely brings a harder edge to the team. Um, and, and poor Winston Moss, who's the angriest assistant coach I think I've ever seen in, in, in Packer history. Um, I, I really can't wait to talk to Jason Willie about his interactions with him. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, you don't get a lot of stories out of camp. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers news is going to keep on 
percolating till something gets done. And then, you know, other than that, I mean, it'll start to matter in a couple of weeks. Um, right now, it's, you know, mini camps are mini camps and they're so limited and they're so restrictive now. And player, you know, you can't really get a good read on any of that stuff. But it's still, you know, it's a football state, man. I mean, you know, it's funny when that stuff sometimes takes the headlines, even though the Brewers are in first place. It's amazing sometimes what, what is focused on here in Wisconsin. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all, we all know about that, though. I mean, you know, let's be honest with it. You know, it's like you have that with just the way it is with, with Packers and just, you know, the Brewers could be near the World Series and people are still going to have, you know, they're still going to talk about the Packers and their just a bleak injury, just some injury report uh, about a status or just something like that. It's just the way it is. I mean, the, the Badgers, the Brewers, the Bucks, uh, any other team, Marquette, uh, other teams, you know, their success, you know, it's all, you know, second to whatever the Packers do. I mean, that's it, just the way the culture is in, in Wisconsin. And, uh, but you know, with the Brewers, I mean, they're contenders now yearly where if it's a division, it's a wild card, uh, and, and the Badgers have that, you know, keen ability, you know, to now that you've seen what they've done in the Big Ten West uh, with with owning the division except for one year back in 15 with uh, with Iowa taking it then. But, you know, Wisconsin's now building up, you know, national uh, attention that could, you know, another college football playoff uh, you know, run on them this year. But even though they've had, I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk about it here, but Isaiah Loudermilk, Grant, uh, Garrett Rand reportedly out uh, indefinitely with, uh, you know, some injuries, uh, surgery by Loudermilk. And that's according to Jeff Patrikas from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So, I mean, I'm worried about that in terms of uh, just that depth of the defensive line. I called it out uh, on, a, on a round table here in Madison, you know, right after spring ball. I'm not that impressed with the depth at defensive line. I like Aaron Volpel, but who's going to step up next and, you know, between uh, three or four different players and if they're ready. So, uh, but that, like I said, uh, back to football, you know, with the Packers, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, like, the outside linebacker, there's still questions, right, Scotty, when it comes to, you know, you're talking about a Badger connection, Vince Beagle. Can he get himself back up? Uh, and, you know, can he make an impact his second year, you know, his second year after working his way back from those foot surgeries? And, you know, who else steps up there? There, uh, can you know you have some young cornerbacks? How, how does safety? How do the safeties look now with Morgan Burnett gone? Um, I mean, there's there's tons of questions there. Yeah, there's a ton of questions, and and they won't they likely won't be answered even you know leading up to the first game in September. And there's because there's just too many holes. You 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 have a five ounce can of putty, and you've got four giant holes to put in a wall. You can't put the putty and fill all four holes. So you have to figure out which couple you can actually fill out. So they're still, they're not going to be a complete, the, the, you hope the defense is better. They're certainly not going to turn into a top five defense overnight with the players they have. And, you know, unless some absolute surprises that are unexpected. Happen. Absolutely. So now it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it's something to watch. And uh, obviously I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it uh, progresses. And, you know, Wisconsin's defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard, played underneath Mike Pettin in both New York and in Buffalo. So, you know, obviously there's some connections there. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how he mixes and matches there uh, in Green Bay with, with some of that talent. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, any other quick hitters before we get going? I mean, you know, you, we've seen Scotty, all the, the bucks talk with, with the new arena almost being completed. That's looking sharp. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we can hold. Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to connect next week because I'd like to talk a little bit about the draft. But to be quite honest, I haven't even really started looking at the mocks that I trust yet. I mean, I, I think this week is the week I'm going to start compiling a lot of that, and you know, we can hopefully talk about that and, and see where things go. Absolutely. So, uh, other than that, I'm jealous. By the way, man, you got to go to Polish Fest. Like we didn't get a chance to head out there. Uh, this weekend, and uh, once again for another year, I am not a pol- polka king. I am uh, I am PO'd. I am the PO'd Polak right now. Yeah, we were there. We actually saw a Beatles cover band at Polish Festival. Wait, what? Interesting. I, yeah, there's a pretty good. They're called the Britons. They're a local band. They're really good. Here's what they need to do. They need to find actual mainstream acts that have Polish Americans in them and bring some real talent to Polish Fest. I mean, Italian stuff can find some acts. Why can't we? I mean, nothing against polka, but polka on three stages? I don't know. Hey, man, polka mania. That's how we roll. Uh, but, but yeah, but no, we'll, yeah, I agree. It would be great to get some mainstream looks there and, um, and whatnot. So, uh, but on that note, brother, um, another good episode. Uh, guys, like I said, we're going to try to come back next week, talk bucks, talk draft, talk free agency what what the bucks could do and and see where they could land and, and see where you know uh where other you know just around the league what could happen and uh scott do you have anything else before we take it home brother no no that's uh that about covers it all right guys well thanks for listening guys make sure you guys uh like us on facebook like bucky's fifth quarter and the kielbasa king sports extravaganza on Facebook, like us on uh, Twitter at Kilbasa Kings WI. Scotty has his at Scott Wisnusk2 and me. I am Jake Coco B5Q. Uh, and always, guys, uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Blog Talk Radio and uh, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, tune in as well. So uh, on that note, folks, take care. Uh, have a hopefully a drier week than what you guys are going through right now uh, with all this rain if you're in the wisconsin area uh, be well do good we'll catch you next week here on the kielbasa king sports extravaganza 